Welcome to the Industry Insider, brought to you by Promo Corner. Each week, promotional product professionals Meg Erber, Jeff Franklin, and Stephen McFadden, along with special guests, will discuss industry news, trends, and events with a focus on educating the promotional products industry. The Industry Insider, the nerdy news you need to know. And we're live. Welcome to another edition of the Industry Insider, your promotional products podcast where you can get all the nerdy news you need to know about. My name is Jeff Franklin. I'm the National Accounts Manager with Headwear USA, and I'm only joined today by two other lovely folks. But before we get to them, this incredible broadcast you're tuning in to is brought to you by our good friends over at Promo Show, uh, the entire industry virtually. Uh, so promoshow.com. We've got a they've, they've got a, 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 a themed trade show coming up, and you're not going to want to miss this, okay? On Tuesday, April 26th, Promo Show is hosting a virtual Made in the USA show. Uh, from 11 to 3, uh, and that's Eastern time, of course. If you are a supplier and you'd like to reserve a booth, reach out to sales at promoshow.com. Um, Doug Dipbenner uh, will be back uh, for the third year in a row to kick off the show uh, or kick the show off with the national anthem. The sales floor opens at 11, uh, where suppliers will be ready to talk about things, all things made in the USA. Uh, tune in at noon for a special live edition of Picks of the Week with Mandy Rudd, Ryan Caddy, and Christine Carpenter Gleason. Uh, at 1.30, uh, Kenny Markinick, I, I apologize if I'm butchering these names at all, president of Corporate Clothier, will discuss some of the challenges around pr uh, producing and selling USA-made products and ways to address them and catch a sneak peek and uh, of the return of how promo is made. Uh, excited about that. That's always a, a great little um, great little. Uh, program that Brandon puts together at Promo Corner. Uh, as always, there will be amazing giveaways. Head over to promoshow.com and click on the Made in the USA banner to get registered. Uh, don't forget to head over to promoshow.com, click on that U, uh, Made in the USA banner to get registered. Uh, why don't we say hi to Meg Erber today? Meg, how are you doing? Uh, doing well. I'm glad I got the memo that it was on that day. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I was just gonna say it's. Uh, I, I thought 420 was known for something else, but apparently we're it's it's National Hat Day, and yeah, hey, I, I'm, I'm all right with it. <laughs> Me too. I'm all right with it. Me too. Um, <laughs> Completely included. Yeah, everything's good. Um, we have a couple things coming up for Promo Cares. A whole Promo Cares conversation next Monday uh, with Paul. Uh, was it Paul Bellatone? Oh my gosh, no. PPAI President Dale Denham and ASI President Tim Andrews. <clears throat> as well as Jonathan Isaacson from Gemline. So super excited about that. You guys can find more information about it on the Promo Cares Facebook page. Very cool. And a uh, special guest today, Dan Jenny with uh, TechWeld, uh, one of our very well-known uh, you know, sponsors of this show. But uh, Dan, how are you doing today? Uh, excellent. Excellent. It's, it's hump day and uh, we're, we're on the tail end now, so. I mean, you're you're in South Carolina, so I mean, it can't be too bad. The weather's got to yeah. be, you know, slightly better than it is here. Meg, did you guys get snow this week? No, but it felt like it. It was so oh cold. God. I was, I, it was freezing all week. We actually got snow here. I, I have not seen snow like this late in April ever. I don't even remember ever having snow in April, first of all. But like this late, it's almost freaking May. Like, yeah. What's going on? What's going on? So, Dan, it is customary for us to give our special guests a good three to four minutes to introduce yourself, uh, maybe how you got started in the promo, uh, promo industry and sort of your journey throughout. So, uh, but we, you got, you got three to four minutes. After that, we okay. just, we, we end it. We're done. Start the <laughs> clock. Um, yeah, Dan Jenny, um, Director of National Accounts at TechWeld. Uh, been in the industry since 97. 
um, came in kind of a, a, a different route than a lot of a lot of folks. I came in with my uncle, uh, the Discovery Marketing um, trade show, traveling trade shows, which were you know one of the two or three original uh, travel roadshow companies um, out there in the late '90s and early 2000s. And it was one Easter one Easter Sunday in '97. I was just working in um, a couple restaurants and. He said, "Hey, what are you what are you doing? Um, you know, next few weeks." And I said, "You know, working, whatever." And he said, "Well, you want to come on the road with me and hit a different city each day and drive a truck?" And I was like, "Okay, well, let's see what whatever that's about." And I knew he was in the the promo industry, but when you're outside the industry, you you know you have no idea. Like all our friends and family still really don't know what I do after 25 years. But um, so, so yeah, I went on the road and then he said, I'll pay you to just drive a truck between cities and drop different displays at different booths at different, uh, different locations. So I just started driving a truck with people's um, exhibits and then kind of got familiar with what the heck they were doing there and started talking to people and then um, did that for seven or eight years until he retired. Um, that was 2004. And then um, it essentially became the ASI Roadshows um, from there. And uh, they, and then um, I got to know some people and didn't really want to continue on that route. So uh, Bullet Line was actually looking for um, regional salespeople, um, good old Leon Rudolph, who was one of my mentors for sure. Um, and I had just moved to South Carolina from New Hampshire and I jumped on board as the Southeast rep for Bullet. And then in about, I guess, 2009, uh, when the PCNA deal happened, um, I jumped out of there and then went on to the, the dark side, I mean, the distributor side and uh, continued on there and just tried to build a little business there, um, noticing what, you know, le learning again, different sides of the industry. And then um, did that, I guess, for seven or eight years partnered with boundless for part of that for some support you know with the tech and the admin and the background and all that and then realized um maybe i did like the supplier side better so then i kind of put the feelers out there and my uh, my buddy ray rodriguez at the uh, at techwell vp of sales just got hired there and was looking to uh, round out a sales force there and that was 2017 actually just had my five-year anniversary with uh techwell so yay me and then um been there ever since and very happy over there and we're doing some having some nice growth and there's a really good team over there so yeah kind of been on the the trade show side just supplier side distributor side back on the supplier side so yeah that's, that's crazy cool. uh, we were just talking yeah. about um pre-show how we, i've watched we've all watched your daughter grow up basically yeah. in this industry and i think i just saw a picture the other day and i'm like oh my god she's an adult like i remember yeah. seeing her like pigtails and a chair that was way too big or big for her and just this <laughs> yeah. cute little girl yeah. now she's 2005 all... went right after i started bullet she was born and uh yeah now she's a junior in high school and a a young lady so is she driving yet oh yeah she's been driving she's been driving a couple of years um because down here you can drive at 15 you know with restrictions and stuff yeah okay. and then um and then at 15 and a half a little fewer restrictions and then at 16 it's like it all goes all the restrictions go away so She's uh, wow, so yeah. you start straight up at, at 15, just on your 15th birthday. Yeah, 15th birthday, you get the license and it's a restricted license, but she can drive, you know, all during the day, just no more than one friend or something, you know, without a license in the car and then not after dark, unless it's work or school related, that sort of thing. But, wow. Yeah. 
but that's she was uh, in New Jersey. That never missed right a there. few in two years, and I mean, she's she's Good doing kid. well. I think uh, you know we we made it known early that you know you miss curfew, you start messing around with the car, and all of a sudden you don't have a car. So yeah, it seems like so long ago, but I think when I when I first got mine, it was fifteen and three quarters. Basically, really? you had to be, and then you'd get it. You'd have to have your provisional license for at least three months. That would basically make you sixteen oh, okay, or yeah. after, and then you could get your full time. Yeah, uh, in New Hampshire, so yes, it was I guess sixteen straight up. You couldn't do it in sixteen. Boom, you had it, and you were off. But yeah, yeah. just <laughs> full awesome. throttle. Yeah, wow. <laughs> Better that they don't give the people here in New Jersey that they're they're already crazy enough driving. So <laughs> yeah, yeah. Well, so yeah, this episode, I mean, you know, we want to talk about obviously today's 420. Uh, you know, we, we'd mentioned that's uh, sort of known, in, you know, for the cannabis industry. Um, and, you know, I don't, I don't really know the history behind that, uh, or why that's a thing. But ultimately, uh, you know, we want to talk about promo in the cannabis industry and its effects, uh, what it's doing, um, you know, how lucrative is it? How do you get involved? That sort of thing. So um, Dan, I know TechWeld, you guys actually have uh, a line of cannabis products, right? Yes. Yeah. And it's uh, really taken off. We, we brought them in. Um, we, we've been adding a little bit, but two years ago, we decided to kind of jump on that bandwagon before, um, you know, before lots of others did. And I think it was a smart move um, because we're, uh, you know, there's this couple other suppliers out there that um, that carry the product. And, um, you know, we had a, a little more exposure than um, a couple others and figured, you know, we can really get involved with some of these larger accounts, these larger national accounts that are all over the country where, because obviously, you know, certain states, it's not legal at all, but this day and age too, I mean, people have clients all over the country. So um, obviously the, the our West Coast rep um, in California and just California, Washington, that sort of thing does very well. Colorado does very well, um, but it's just really exploding all over the place. I mean, the growth is, it really is. astronomical. Um, whether it's fully legal in certain states or not. And I, you know, I have the, I have some, some stats if there's any questions on, you know, where it's legal and where it's not and all that, but we won't get into all that nitty gritty, but it's just, oh, it's we love nerdy news. If, you, if you've got any easy stats that you want to throw at us, we love that kind of stuff. Uh, well, yeah. I mean, first of all, there's only uh, six states now where it's completely illegal, but then you have your uh, medicinal and then you're fully legal as well. But, um, South Carolina is one of the six where I am, um, Alabama, Tennessee. Uh, and this is as of, um, oh yeah, this is as of last month. So, uh, Idaho, Wyoming, and South Dakota, those are the only States where it's completely illegal. And then there's, you know, a, a quite a few where it's medicinal, but then there's quite a few where it's been legal for, for a while. And then there's more and more States just, just adding on to that. Um, you know, and of course it's a, it's a, it's a political, it's a political thing. It's a, um, theological thing it's a uh it's a community you know feel whatever it is so it's just gonna it's it's gonna i think it's gonna be federally legal across the board at some point i was, I was just gonna ask that question because technically yeah. it's still federally it's still illegal no matter where you're at right exactly. so how, how does how exactly does that work like well and that's where it gets real um you know real interesting with um, you know individual states, and certainly when you're trying to sell promo to specific um, specific accounts, because then you have and people think also well, the, the biggest aspect with that is that it's almost like these uh, dispensaries dispensaries and growers and everybody kind of have to launder their money in a way. It's like legal laundering in a way because they can't bank this 
you can't bank this money uh, in a federally secured bank because it's federally illegal. So it's all state driven. So there's some states where you can't even advertise in specific ways, such as billboards, or you wow. can't give things away to um, like dispensaries or if it's medicinal, you can't give away swag, almost like the old pharmaceutical laws that changed back in the day. Um, you know, you can't have the the pharmaceutical rep just, you know, giving out trips to Bahamas to to use Prozac, you know, more often or something. But um, so the, the biggest aspect of how it's being utilized is um, as full blown accessories uh, or packaging, uh, because that is completely that's generally at the very, very few restrictions on that. I think there's one or two states, maybe, but um, that is utilized in all aspects of it, whether it's a medicinal or a dispensary, but you can't, you can't technically sell. Um, you can't technically sell the promo. If it's got the, the flower, that's kind of the term now, the, not the mm. marijuana leaf, but the flower because um, of restrictions, but, but yeah, so it's such a competitive market now as well that promo is just so important with it now because of the fact that, you know, there's a, there's, there's just these dispensaries and growers and companies popping up left and right, competing all for the same dollars that, uh, you know, that everybody is within the state. Take Washington or California or Colorado. I mean, th there's, there's dispensaries all over the place, every corner, and they're, they're all competing for, for Joe walking down the street, trying to get a smoke. So, or, or an edible or a tincture or whatever it might be. So it's, it's, it's really a uh, cutthroat um, advertising marketing uh, business. So. Yeah, I know um, in New Jersey, it, it's been legal per se, but not but not really. Um, only if for medical wise, I think tomorrow, actually, it's official that it will be legal rec recreational. It's supposed to. Yeah, yeah. I'm showing you what I uh, what I printed off yesterday um, that it's fully legal. New Jersey. Yeah. I mean, it's yeah. been fully legal, but you can't grow it. You can only buy it because the oh, state yeah. has to make their money, yeah. of course. But it wasn't really, I mean, you, it wasn't available anywhere except yeah. at um, medicinal places. But um, it's funny that you say that because I, I had a customer come to me once and they worked with one of the, the local dispensaries, medical dispensaries, and they asked for um, a storyboard of, of for promo. And I, mm -hmm. I only sell apparel and, and headwear and, and socks and stuff like that. So it was an interesting campaign because you had to put yourself um all right, well, what what would the end user really want to be given? Like a lot of times people, adults don't that's that are there for medicinal reasons, don't necessarily want a t-shirt that says, Yeah, to me, you know? Yeah. So there was it was it was a fun project. It was it really had to dig deep into the creativeness. Like I know we sell socks um from Saco, so there was some socks that had pineapples on them. And I'm like, oh, that's that's really cool because I thought that would be that would kind of work its way in there. What are some of the the products that you guys sell over at Techwell that have done really well for promotional for promotions? Um, well, again, it goes back to as as most people hopefully know that we are big into the packaging aspect um, and kidding. And um, you know, we say there's there's box companies out there, but we are we do we are a box company, yes, but we're more a packaging fulfillment company because we can you know completely customize what what you're looking to do. So that that's one aspect of it but that isn't even you know cannabis driven that can just be used and what we found is it's being used quite a bit now for the cannabis market but um more so the uh we i mean at shows and meetings too i like to say we have everything but the pot because i mean we really do we got the machines the you know the little 
rolling machines that if everybody remembers back in the 90s you'd put it in put the paper in like a typewriter and then just and it it rolls up a perfect cigarette um the papers completely customized um uh, full color rolling papers with the tips and all that um grinders there's a variety of grinders out there from your your two dollar grinder plastic grinder to these really nice magnetic um metal grinders uh with the screens underneath and then it, you know it gets all the uh gets all the people like to say all the all the gold down there at the bottom which is the super chafe at the bottom there um i was gonna ask you how that worked i wasn't yeah. sure yeah it's just you, you grind it down to a very fine powder and yeah i'm I'm sure, Meg, you've never even heard the word cannabis before today. But, I don't. I mean, uh, what's, a, what's, a, what's a grinder used for, anyways? <laughs> well, when you get the flower and it's you know tight, tight bud, all usually moist, hopefully, um, and then that's impossible to roll or smoke that way. So the grinder, you put it in, and it's just a bunch of teeth kind of working against each other, and then there's a screen underneath. So you put it in, and then just smush it and keep turning it, and it grinds it all down to the to the fine powder, so that then you can do whatever you want with it um generally smoke it so um but then <laughs> but then people can bake with it and everything else too that way it, it bakes a lot better than just throwing a, a bud flower in but um so the grinders the rolling machines what's really been taken off is the uh the the bags that we have we have the smell proof child proof moisture proof bags so basically Are they really smell proof though you can take those through an airport and not yeah. get detected by the dogs yeah that's what they're that's kind of what they're made for but also um <laughs> But yeah, it keeps it keeps uh, keeps the product moist. It keeps the product, and there's also like the little locks on the bag, so um, you know, kind of adult proof too in a way. But uh, so the, the kids just can't jump in and grab a handful and you know start eating it. But but yeah, so the uh, um, the packaging, the grinders, the machines, the papers, the 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 vessels to carry it in. So that's what is real nice too with um, uh, the the selling to the dispensaries and everything is the fact that again like i said they can't just give things away and and um you know a gift with purchase sort of thing it's almost like um here's you know buy this accessory and then obviously they're they're branding you know all those pieces there was a great um a great use for it and people can steal it out there i won't say who it was it was out in colorado but somebody um was looking at really breaking into the cannabis market and so what they did is they got some of our uh rolling papers as a um you know, it's a self promo, deep discount, of course. And then um, they did, they made the rolling papers into their business card. So then they started. So in, because one of our rolling papers is almost about the, the large size is almost of the size of the three by five sort of thing, but it's like three by two, whatever it is. And it turned, they got like a couple hundred of those, put them in there as a business card and then started handing them out at different dispensaries and events and boom, pulled some business. So that's really cool. Yeah. So a lot people, outside of the end user being the dispensary, <clears throat> And people, I guess, wanting to get into the cannabis market, like who, who are these prom? Like who's buying these promos? Who, what kind, like what kind of case studies are you seeing? I'm curious, just because I, I mean, yeah, and people automatically think, okay, just the dispensaries are the ones buying it, but right. it's really as it as it grows more and more. Um, yes, the dispensaries are a big market for it, but the growers are also a whole separate industry which has to, to supply. There's some um, some mega they call them mega factories. There's one actually in California that's only utilizing like a tenth of their um space because they're anticipating being like the provider you know the uh as you know escobar was to the us in the the 70s they're looking to basically be the west coast provider of um 
of uh, legal marijuana. But um, so the growers, now you're finding these uh, workshops, you know, educational workshops and conventions and seminars and everything all about cannabis and training people on how to start a cannabis business, how to open up a uh, dispensary. Because again, like we've talked about, there's a lot of regulation, a lot of legalities involved um, state to state. So it depends. Um, and also you look at like insurance companies now are, are getting it because they have to be insured somehow. They have to um, just, I mean, it, it's generally the uh, growers um, and the dispensaries themselves. But I mean, anything that would have to relate to a business that is going to be working within the cannabis market can also be sold to. So. Wow. How would a distributor that's not necessarily in that industry yet, if let's say they wanted to dabble or, or try to get in there, how, what yeah. would you recommend? Well, what, what we've done to be, um, I mean, as, as far as I know on the tech weld side of things anyway, is uh, there's a lot of folks out there, yes, that I see at you know, these large events or whatever that you know, don't, have, don't have a clue, but they live in a state, say they live in Washington and they see it exploding. And if they don't you know, jump in, then they're gonna be left behind. But, uh, but it, it all just starts with either a cool little self promo that you can get in um, to a, maybe a networking group of that, that has uh, dispensaries or growers involved. Uh, what we always recommend for lots of different, uh, breaking into a lot of different industries, but is uh, doing like a vertical market presentation. So we can just pull, pull the logo from either their website or if they actually have the artwork or whatever it is. And then we'll drop it on a presentation, you know, no tech well branding at all, have their the distributor information on the cover page. And then we'll drop the, the client's logo on every piece of cannabis items that we have or a big selection of them. Um, and then put it on a nice PDF for them to send over, including some packaging, you know, some creative packaging with cannabis related and then send it over and then they shoot it off and uh, or bring it in and, you know, with a couple samples and kind of just go from there. But they have to dig down, first of all, to find out who they are and what their mission is, you know, because some uh, some are highly just medicinal purpose. Others, um, you know, the, the fully legal dispensaries like to have a lot of fun with it, which you can with cannabis. I mean, you can yeah. have a lot of fun with the marketing of it. But I know, are, are there any uh, categories in our industry that maybe necessarily haven't uh, started catering to uh, cannabis? I know it's it's everywhere. Like what, what products aren't necessarily being used? I mean, I know, I know we've done a, a ton of like cannabis uh, hats. Meg, I'm sure you guys have done a lot of shirts and potentially hats as well. I mean, we don't uh, print anything, but again, we're helping but, supply the products for the ideas to get in. And right. when we're doing the storyboards or whatever, we'll, we'll put their logo on it. We'll do some research, come up with you know, a story to tell and why your customer needs those pieces. Yeah. But that's what you can do. I'm, I'm trying to think, yeah. Is there, are there any like niches that aren't like embracing no, it yet? That's a good question because I can't, as creative as you know, the, the, the market is and needs to be to get, to get going with it. Um, I can't think of a product category that really wouldn't work. Um, well, we're seeing it growing year after year, yeah. right? I mean, it's tremendous. I think last year was 120, and I think this year it's supposed to be like 130 or million dollars in this industry in, in, in cannabis uh, products. Oh, oh, you mean in, in our industry? In our industry, yeah. yeah. Are you, are you, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago, it being like a, um, a fad or, you know, here to stay. Do you think that this, that this promote these, it's going to be a trend or do you think this is going to be here to stay? It's just going to continue growing. Yeah, I think it's definitely here to stay. Yeah, it's, we're, it's still somewhat in the infancy, 
And again, if you know, if people, and I know there's, um, uh, there's, there's some distributor companies out there that won't even touch it, you know, yeah. um, just as, as a rule or whatever, which is fine. Um, and I mean, I'm, I, I understand the, the, uh, the thinking there, but at the same time, there's the, people missing the boat if they don't jump on someone, especially in a, a state where it's fully legal, legal. Um, exactly. if they're looking to grow their business, um, you know, depending on how ethical they think it is or not, if they're looking to grow the business, it's a great way to, to grow. And it's not just going to be a fad, you know, a couple of years down the road. Oh, I mean, the only way it could slow down a little bit is that it gets so saturated mm. with promo or, you know, there's, there's a couple of companies that just take over, you know, the promo market. And there's some, you know, distributors out there that are just cannabis based product now, which is yeah. you know, good yeah. for them because hopefully they're going to, by, by a lot of our stuff, but, um, but yeah, there's a cer certainly not a fad. So, so it, I think a lot of it has to do with, as well as, is the legislation. So I, I, I think about this with MMA, there were certain States that were like, we don't want MMA here. We don't, do not want, I think that New York was one of them for a while. And it was because the boxing commission was just so, oh, you yeah. know, so I'm wondering if it's the same, if there's big alcohol, sorry, my cat has this catnip thing and it's been like hitting it the whole time. So I keep hitting mute. Um, Did you give him extra, like, extra catnip for 420? I mean, <laughs> I mean <laughs> so um, I'm just wondering if, if we're gonna, maybe there'll be a slowdown in the states that have big alcohol sales. Like you would think that, you know, Vegas maybe, but that's one of those places that has really high sales with, with in the cannabis market. Yeah, yeah. So, it wasn't really a question, it was just, by the cat type thing. <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, I was going to say it's 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 just it's not going to slow down. And with um, I think I mean Nevada is one of those states too where it just it it crushes it with this because of the party atmosphere. You know what I mean? So it's uh it's just it depends on the region and depends on the communities involved and um you know the uh, the politics involved of the state too. So. What do you think? I mean, are there any any side effects uh, to getting involved, or you know, uh, negative? Well, the, I mean, yeah, other, the other eat a lot. Maybe. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The weight gain straight to your hips. <laughs> um, the only negative I can see is that there's there's quite a few people which I think um, I'm trying to educate myself more and more on it as well, so that you know we're not just selling cannabis promo, but like this, we can um, you know I can have an open discussion with people about it and actually educate them as to, you know, if where they are, I'm not going to learn every state's regulations, but that's the only downfall. And that's where people um, fall into traps sometimes. And a lot of the, the reading and the research I've done recently is a very common theme that people struggle to not get into it, maybe because they don't want to have to learn all the, the, uh, the regulations and the laws involved because there are, you know, a lot of regulation and restrictions depending on what state you're in. So you just have to, you just have to learn about it, read about it for your state or where that client uh, potential client is and, and you'll be good. And just like any other product, especially with, you know, I mean, I keep going back to packaging with us, but a lot of people are nervous or, or scared to like even start a packaging or kitting project because they really don't know where to start or they don't understand maybe all the pieces and aspects involved. And that's where, we, we do a good job as we, you know, we know we just have to walk people through it and kind of, you know, just have them take a deep breath and just take one step at a time. And it's really not that hard. And it's very uh, profit margins can can get much higher when you start talking about especially cannabis uh, 
packaging because you're putting multiple items into the kit. So, yeah, it kind of takes you back to just two years ago, you know, with masks like people like there were there were certain distributors and suppliers that jumped on pretty early. You know, mm -hmm. they, they figured it out quick. They put, yeah. you know, months and months of R&D into, you know, just a couple of weeks of getting things out there and ready. Um, and, you know, you had to do the research, figure out where you could source things, that sort of stuff. But, you know, the people that were able to jump on early were the ones that succeeded with masks and the people that, you know, waited a while ended up getting crushed. You know, they, they couldn't do it. So, I mean, it's sort of the same way. Like you got to get in early yep. uh, with something like this and, and learn about it because, you know, if, if you wait until it's, you know, federally legal or whatever, and it's just simple, uh, everybody else is already going to be doing it. And yeah. so, you know, do, do, the, do the research. Yeah, do you have any... Like and with anything, I mean, it's, yeah, not just being that trunk slammer that you're going into dispensaries and just dropping off a grinder and saying, hey, I sell cannabis promo. You got to add that value to the client of letting, making them understand that you fully um, are there to help them go through it and help, help them understand the regulations and the restrictions involved and all the creative things that they can do with the cannabis promo and not just, you know, hey, here's a pen and a, a grinder, you know, buy for me. Right. And they're going to finish last. Yeah. Any yeah. links or anything like that that you can share or resources for people to look into that they can do the research? Um, yes. There was, uh, and I kind of uh, footnoted the, um, there's actually, uh, well, Dash2, D A S H T W O. Did I say that right? <laughs> yeah, there's so many. We can always plug them in afterward as well. Yeah, I can plug them in after. But uh, that's where I found a lot of good information, especially state to state um, regulations. They had some, um, they used uh, a few states as examples of how the uh, the restrictions are very different. You know, even though it was, it was like Illinois, Colorado, and California, you know, full, full legality, but they have different restrictions as to how, yeah. how you can sell, how you can market, how you can advertise for cannabis, that sort of thing. Um, PPAI, I actually, um, I wanted to um, say it publicly or whatever they did. They just came out yesterday, you know, with the, the news link or whatever that you get with mm -hmm. some, um, with some info, but I went to their, their website a few days ago and the, the most recent thing was like from 2018. So I think also ASI and PPAI probably will need to, um, expand on that education a little bit as it goes on, whether, you know, whether they choose to or not, but there is um, a uh, cannabis packaging link uh, on the PPAI.org uh, site. Um, but yeah, I was, it was just a little surprising to see that, you know, there wasn't a lot of current info because it's changing. I mean, every day, like you said, Meg, I mean, even in your state, it's just, things are, things are changing every week, every month, especially every, um, you know, election cycle, things are going to mm -hmm. change dramatically with these states, depending on, uh, you know, what's legal, what's not. So, well, Dan, you're on a regional board. Is that something you would recommend that the regional associations sort of put out there as a resource for folks too? Because I'm sure PPAI is more focused on the, re you know, the national or federal right. level yeah. more so than local. And you're right. And that, and that could be why it's not such a, uh, um, a, a focal point for PPAI because it's not a federally legal situation. Um, yeah, it, it could be something. It, it was actually something that was discussed uh, briefly at one point. Um, but supporting the membership of, again, I think it's still just a little touchy on um, on some people's radars, whether they want to get into it or not. 
So it's almost like, you know, talking religion or politics is, you know, talking cannabis throughout a, right. a wide scope because some, you're going to turn off some people. Yeah. We're going to be was, very curious. Yeah. That was my next point. You have to know your audience with this. Yep. Like, it's super important. It's still very taboo to some people yeah. where the younger generation, you know, even our generation, it's, yeah. we, we can embrace it or we can be like, yeah, it's not for us, but we're not so against it when i was actually was just looking at that ppai article that you were just talking about it and yeah. the first comment is somebody just shaming it and it's like yeah. i think it's just they're just not knowledge on you know knowledgeable on you know yeah. on, the, on the product itself or so. yeah or they're not aware that it's you know turning into a multi-hundred billion dollar industry not the not exactly the promo yet but that it will be right. um and uh what was I just going to say on that? Oh, yeah, but you, you nailed it. You got to know your audience. So on, on a larger scale, it's tough to really talk or educate about. It. And even different shows, different parts of the country that I'm at. I mean, it will depend on how much cannabis product we put out. Yeah. You know, when we're doing a show in Colorado. Yeah, I mean, you know, a third of the booth is going to be <laughs> cannabis stuff or whatever. But, you know, when you do a show in Birmingham, Alabama, it's it's very different. You can maybe mention it if people are, you know dabbling in it but it's not something that you focus on so right it depends on the the group too if it's uh you know an an older more conservative you know distributor group or or show whatever it is then you know maybe you don't you just touch on it but like you said there's some companies out there that are really aggressive with it and full of young hungry salespeople that uh that would won't wouldn't mind dabbling in it so why why are they hungry dan um well for two reasons they want sales <laughs> and they just smoked a bong. <laughs> Fair enough. I, I feel like we can end it on that note. Yeah. <laughs> now, Meg, do you have any other questions for Dan while we've got him? Um, no, man. Uh, Dan, I've just known you for a long time. Love you to death. You're a great guy. Glad to see that you landed in a role that you are loving and that you're you're thriving in and you're, you know, you just it's nice to see people that you know loving their job and, and yeah. doing well and, and kicking ass. So, and thank you for coming on the show. Really appreciate yeah, we it. We don't, uh, we don't chat enough, Meg. I know for sure. But we can. And Jeff, always, uh, always good to see you. Yeah. You as well, man. And thank you very much for coming on with us and, uh, you know, educating us on the topic. Uh, I know, you know, we, we do the ad reads, uh, you know, every week on this show and you guys are one of the major sponsors for the show. And, uh, you know, thank that you cannabis, that. Uh, the cannabis line comes up every now and again. So it's, it's nice to actually be able to talk about the topic and to hopefully bring some education to some folks, but, uh, really appreciate you. Uh, and guys, if you enjoyed the episode or didn't, you know, at this point, I'm sure if you didn't, uh, you've probably tuned off. So, uh, you're not going to hear this anyways, but, uh, <laughs> if you enjoyed it, uh, it was brought to you by our good friends over at promoshow.com. Uh, you're not going to want to miss this event, uh, next Tuesday, the 26th of April promo shows hosting a virtual made in the USA show from 11 a.m. to 3 p.m. Eastern time. Uh, if you're a supplier and want to get, uh, reserve a booth, reach out to sales at promoshow.com. Uh, Doug Dittbenner will be back for the third year in a row to kick off the show uh, with the national anthem. The, sh the sales floor open, I'm sorry, show floor opens uh, at 11 Eastern where suppliers will be ready to talk about all things made in the USA. Tune in at noon for a special live edition of Picks of the Week with Mandy Rudd, Randy, uh, Ryan Caddy, and Christine Carpenter-Gleason. And at 1.30, uh, Kenny Markinick, 
uh, president of Corporate Clothier, will discuss some challenges around producing and selling USA-made products uh, and the ways to address them and catch a sneak peek, of course, of the return of how promo is made. Uh, as always, there's going to be amazing giveaways. Head over to promoshow.com and click on the Made in the USA banner to get registered. Uh, don't forget, head over to promoshow.com and click on the Made in the USA banner to get registered. You're not going to want to miss the show. Uh, and with that being said, Dan, uh, we appreciate you. And Meg, we'll see you next week. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. All right. See take care, guys. Later. Yep. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of Promo Corner's Industry Insider. For more great content from industry thought leaders, including podcasts, blogs, and videos, visit promocorner.com.